How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Eucalypt Speed Test Intelligence Data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Hey, just a friendly reminder. Yeah, no, just... Kill Mike. <laughs> this is a snap. I, I don't remember this, this at all. Oh, wow. All right. I don't remember that. I don't remember that record at all. Yeah. Uh, we're going to be out at the, the ice skating rink across the street from the Golden right. One Center. That's uh, right. If you're coming to the game tonight, we'll be out there. Um, it's going to sound like we're going to get there in 10 minutes. <laughs> we're really leaving right after we wrap up here on ESPN 1320. We're, dri- we're driving downtown. We're doing the second part of our 1025 show live from the ice skating rink. Uh, mixing the whole deal. It's going to be a blast. Come through. If you're going to the game, come through. Like, yeah. you, you're, you're there anyways. Come see us. Come pull up. Um, leave, leave 15, 20 minutes earlier, man. Come check us out. Yeah, just come see us. We do have tickets, by the way, to uh, the Sacramento Comedy Festival. That's right. Some more. Lavelle Campbell. Nope. Lavelle Crawford. Oh, what did I say? God, I got you oh again. Gosh. Man, Lavelle Campbell. Crawford is Lavelle kicking your ass. <laughs> You said it with confidence, too, like he was your uncle. Like, you just married into the family. Oh, man, Lavelle Crawford, my bad. That's Part of me thought, like, is he joking or is he serious? Is he, is he, That's is he one of my favorites, man. My bad, Lavelle. He's talking about a groin? <laughs> a groin. Uh, D.C. Curry going to be there and our man Bill Bellamy going to be there. House, and we've yeah. got tickets. We'll be giving them away uh, out at the ice skating rink. So, again, come through. Hang out. We'd love to see you. Yeah. Um, James Ham will be introducing Lavelle Crawford uh, at the Sacramento Comedy Festival coming up in February at the Hard Rock Live. Uh, Hammer here with us. James, appreciate you tuning in. Let's start with De'Aaron. Why were we lied to? Why is Shams out here tweeting about Saturday? And Oh, it's not that bad. Maybe a week. Uh, we all thought De'Aaron was pretty hurt in that Laker game. The way he was leaving the floor gutting it out. Even when he was gutting it out, it's like, he's not moving very well. I don't think anyone's shocked that he's not playing or shouldn't be shocked that he's not playing. But why Why reports that, oh, it's not that bad. He could be back this weekend. Yeah, I'm, I'm confused. And as... remember, by the way, what, what, sorry, James, one more thing. Remember, De'Aaron was asked about that. after yeah. De'Aaron was like, I didn't see that report. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I thought it was strange at the time, but it looks even more strange now like look a player's ankle like we have no idea how it's going to respond so like you have to wait it out this is uh, like a really high-end athlete that does everything possible to get back on the court but like he doesn't need to be pushed into action by by reports and stuff like that so I don't know who gave that to to Shams Mm -hmm. but it clearly at this point is completely incorrect and we're, you know, we're like a, an additional seven days past that. Mm-hmm. So, like, look, I don't know when he's going to be back. Um, I told you guys I saw him last Wednesday, like, when I was uh, when I was at Golden State. And he's walking around okay. He's not wearing a boot or anything. But, like, look, this is – you have to be 100% in this league if you're going to play. I mean, it, even when he comes back, whatever it is, whatever game, whether it's Monday or whether it's Wednesday or it's later in the week – <clears throat> he's still going to have 70 games left to play mm-hmm. plus. So like you want that thing, right? You don't want him like middle of the season starting to have like plantar fasciitis or some sort of tendonitis in that ankle or it just to turn to mush like those. It does. It can do that where you just can't push off the same way. Mm-hmm. So get him healthy. The medical staff has proved last year that they're excellent. They know what they're doing. 
and hopefully uh, he'll, he'll be back soon. One of the things I always wonder with these uh, injury situations, um, and you would know him, uh, why it's this way or if this is even a real thing, but does it matter if they're like on the at home or on the road or something like that as far as like bringing people back? I, it feels like they try to bring them back at – in a home or the beginning of home stands and stuff like that, and not so much on the road. That's the way it feels. I don't know if that's accurate. If that's the truth, after Monday, they're not going to be home for a while. So, Yeah, no, he's going to, as soon as he can put a practice together and and survive a practice, maybe two, mm-hmm. he'll be back on the court. Whether that's at home or whether it's on the road, it, it just – you know, it is what it is like. And, and you know, again, like uh, Leezy, I know it's probably like tongue in cheek here, but, you know, like Sabonis played with a broken hand. Like there's a big difference between playing with a broken bone in your off hand and playing with a bad wheel. And like, look, uh, these things happen. Like it, this isn't the first time De'Aaron Fox has missed time because of a uh, an ankle injury. Mm-hmm. It won't be the last time. Um, and what you don't want to do is is set that thing up to where it becomes a chronic issue, mm-hmm. and uh, you, you got to get him right. And you know he's doing all he needs to do. He's he's getting treatment. He's uh, again doing everything possible to get back out on the court. That's who he is. Um, but uh, you got to be patient. And you know this team was supposed to be built uh, in a way that they could withstand this. And so far, it's been a little, it's been a little up and down. I don't, you know, I, I, you got one win out of four. You got one game that, you know, that one win came in overtime against a pretty bad team. Uh, you got two losses against an up and coming, but still like marginal team. And then you have one really good game against the Warriors, where you got beat by a Hall of Famer on the last shot. So I, I don't think that they've proven that they they can't hold up in these situations, but. Um, you know, the schedule keeps coming at you. It's not going to stop because De'Aaron Fox isn't there. And tonight's going to be tough. Tonight's yeah, going to be, be really uh, tough. Just as tough as, as 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 the Rockets games were, if not tougher, just as tough uh, as the Portland Trailblazers uh, game was. Do we have any update on Trey Lyles? No, it's kind of the same thing. Um, again, calf injuries, you have to remember that it's not just like <clears throat> you don't just have to get to a point where the calf doesn't hurt anymore. Once you get to that point, you need to rebuild the strength in the calf. It's a very, very strange muscle, but it also— It's very again, delicate. It's very delicate, and it's the only thing that protects the Achilles. And so you don't just want to rush him back out there. Like a calf strain, like it can be six to eight weeks. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, And this was supposed to be a mild calf strain, but that doesn't change that this could be a, a little while still. They really need Trey Lyles. Yeah. Uh, you know, like if you look at— you know, where Sasha was game one, game two, game three, and then where he is today, uh, you know, getting a DMP last game, but really the games before that, he really struggled. You're missing Trey Lyles all the time. And you're missing the ability. You can't play small ball. There's no way to go small ball with this team right now because Trey's gone. And so uh, he's just a added dimension. And as soon as they can get him back, I, I think, you know, they'll, they'll, they'll have him out there, but you got to be patient. Yeah, I'm not a professional athlete. Newsflash. Yep. Um, but I agree. Uh, <laughs> but uh, I I think I was probably about mm, early 30s, maybe 31, 32, and I, I it was a calf strain. But you know that's like a tear. Uh, and it, I'm not saying it's the case for Trey, but I never felt good again. Like I've I've never felt good with my calf after that happened. So I only say that to say, no, once again, not to say that's what happened with Trey, but the severity and like being very cautious with how you treat these things. Like, cause if you don't treat it well, or if you do rush it back, we talk about the Achilles for sure, mm-hmm. but it's also something that you can just keep dealing with forever. Like if you don't build the strength back the right way and everything else like that, you could just keep dealing with the Achilles for the rest of the year for you know, your career, whatever the case may be. So yeah. you got to make sure. Well, and most athletes, I mean, they've gotten better with the Achilles surgery, but most yeah. athletes are never quite the same. Mm-hmm. Like if you go through a full Achilles tear, you're not going to be the same. So, um, <laughs> I, yeah, this thing's moving all over the place. <laughs> poor, poor Ham. 
There we go. <laughs> no, yeah. Uh, like, um, here's something that I'll point out. Like, I remember very distinctly that Kevin Durant, like, strained his calf, mm-hmm. right? And he worked and he worked and he worked trying to get back for the playoffs. Um, and the Warriors came out and bluntly said, hey, there is no more damage he can do to this. It's just, you know, a pain management thing. It's just trying to get through it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like we're, he said he's okay to go. We're going to let him go. And we're going to play it cautiously and play it by ear and watch him and all that stuff. But, hey, like, look, he says he's ready to go and he can't do any more damage. I had someone very distinctly reach out to me and say, that is not true. Absolutely not. That is the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard that he can't do any more damage. And then what happens? He goes out and you pop an Achilles. It happens immediately. Mm-hmm. Like it's not like a build up, build up. You can have a frayed Achilles and then like eventually it leads to uh, popping, you know, like rupturing the Achilles tendon. I remember again, Rudy Gay had like been struggling with some tendonitis and like, a little bit of a frayed Achilles before he popped his uh, his Achilles tendon, but with Kevin Durant, like they put him out there and he popped his Achilles. Now he wanted to be out there, but at some point you got to say, "Hey, look, you know, no. it, it's a long season, yeah. but it's not only no for today; it's no <clears throat> because it changes everything for you long term. Like you're a different player afterwards, and for a guy like Trey Lyles, like he's on a two year deal; he's not on some." four-year, five-year deal where he's set for life. Like, you want him to be able to, this to be one of, like, two or three more contracts Yeah, Katie got a max contract with one right. Achilles. Right. Like, that's not happening to Trey. Yeah. No. No, it's not. And, it, and it's a little bit of a side note conversation. I know people talk about um, the Warriors in that situation a lot. I mean, that's it's a tough situation, not only for the Warriors, but for Kevin Durant. This isn't Trey... Kevin Durant had an opportunity to win a title. Mm-hmm. And you want to make sure you're giving him as much accurate information as possible. But for him, he's probably thinking, all right, I feel better. I want to try it. Like, I'm I'm in the finals. This isn't game four yeah. of the season. I'm in the finals. I can win but another title. I got and you. And it's probably, you know, he's it's, probably thinking I want to try. But That's to me, it's literally like it's a doctor's job to say, I just don't think you can't. Different. What happened to Isaiah Thomas? Mm-hmm. Like Kevin Durant, still Kevin Durant. Isaiah Thomas. Isaiah Thomas was done, mm-hmm. and it may have been quiet. That medical staff in Boston. That's all. They 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 all gone. Mm-hmm. Every single one of them gone. There's a reason for that. Yeah. You you've got to you've sometimes whether right or wrong. I know you know athletes sports is the ultimate you know form of competitiveness i'm a doctor my job is to tell you you you're going if you go out there you're going to get hurt now, like the probability of not, you getting hurt not, is very that's not high. fair because not every calf strain leads to a popped achilles no and you're right that's why i tried to just why i tried to say it. the probability of you getting hurt is like very very high if you go out there without the proper as james was talking about earlier part of a calf strain is the rebuild in that process building like Calf muscles and calf. I think it's three muscles: mm-hmm. that outer, inner, and then down the middle, and then they all connect there at the bottom. And you've got to build them all individually. You've got to roll them individually. You got to massage them individually. And it's a process. And it's why sometimes this stuff takes so long. It's like the Devin Booker stuff. Like, what is Devin Booker's injury? Because y'all said it was a calf strain. If it's a calf strain, I'm talking about him coming back tomorrow. He ain't coming back tomorrow. He better not come back tomorrow because the last time he came back to be ready for game one, what happened? He didn't play for like four games. Mm-hmm. And like these, these, I think sometimes these teams get a little, little loose with these diagnoses, which is why I'm always of the belief like you trust your team doctor. You trust your physicians. You also go talk to someone who doesn't have an interest in whether this team wins or lose. Yeah, you need, you need an outside, mm-hmm. outside uh, like consultation. And, and I would say like, you guys, like, Kevin Durant is still Kevin Durant. Well, he's not. You know, Kevin Durant, uh. the year before his Achilles injury, he played 78 games. Mm-hmm. He's played 32, 55, and 47 <clears throat> over the last couple of seasons. Mm-hmm. That's it. So he's not the same player. He He's not as durable. Like, And it's not just that the Achilles is still a problem. 
But when you have a major injury like that, it takes its toll on everything else. And so, look, uh, I hope that he he is able to keep playing and keeps going. But I also, when it comes to a guy like Trey Lyles, like, you should have had enough on this team to have that hit not be as big as it probably is right now. Mm-hmm. Like, we're, we're so focused on De'Aaron Fox not being there. But the fact that this team cannot, uh, under any circumstance, play small ball because you just don't have the player to do it, that's a problem. And and so, like, look, Trey, Trey Lyle is a very, very valuable player. There was, you know, 10, 15 games last year. The Kings just don't flat, they flat out don't win without Trey Lyle's contribution. And so, like, you need him back and just like you need Fox back. But, um, yeah, you got to be patient. What would you think about Wednesday? Yeah. Um. Okay, so I am of the belief that a win is a win. And, look, Let's not fool ourselves and say, like, the Kings are just, like, this close. The Kings really aren't playing that well right now. And we saw that in Houston where they just played really horrible basketball. But the the Portland game, there's just something small missing, and you're not sure what it is. And it could be something as small as— Might be De'Aaron. Well, it could be De'Aaron, but that's something big that's missing. It could be something as—because also that team was missing— Scoot Henderson, mm-hmm. it was missing. Uh, Anthony Simons. Simons. Mal- uh, Malcolm Brogdon went down in the first five minutes of the game. So, yeah, let's not l- act like that was a team that was full for. And they're not a good team as it is, right? Yeah. You take away a lot of their, their starting guards, mm-hmm. and they're not, they shouldn't be really good at all. I thought it was a this gritty dude, performance. This dude ain't never seen uh, Dr. Mays play. Yeah. Yeah. Skylar Mays just lighting everybody up. Yeah. Well, no, but I think the problem that I have is that you saw a team that, like, if they would have made shots, the Kings would have been just fine. But Keegan Murray shooting 4-16 from the field, like, it really did make life difficult for the rest of the team. And you want that get-right game for for uh, Keegan, but, like, that's not happening tonight. Like, Lou Dort is, is a holy terror. Like, I, that's going to be a really, really tough night for Keegan Murray. That guy's not going to let Keegan Murray get away from it at all. Didn't uh, Keegan have his career high against the Thunder? Dort might not have been matched up on him. I, I don't know. He might have been because I don't know who else he'd be guarding. Yeah. Fox. Was maybe. that the game we, that were, game we were working? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I think he had like 31 or something. Say it's not a great matchup for him. I mean, like, Dort is so incredibly physical. Well, I like this so. because Will Z said that about DeAndre Ayton, and it worked out really good for for Doma. So I'm with this. Let's let's keep this trend going. <laughs> okay, where we talk about these matchups, and then hopefully Keegan uh, Ke- Keegan's listening. Max Struess is just too much on <laughs> on this Monday for, for the Kings. Yeah, I, Keegan got to get going at some point though, because we were talking earlier, like yeah. having you know if Mike goes the similar route that he went with on Wednesday, you know Oklahoma City's capable of scoring a lot more points than, than Portland is. Mm-hmm. And, and see, this is what I'm talking about, a little too much respect. The Keegan Murray is everything that we tried to say he was going to be in the offseason. Ain't no Lou Dort going to just stifle him. And that's not even a knock on Lou Dort. But if Keegan Murray is what we all expect, well, all we said for the last five, six months, it shouldn't be, well, I don't know what's going to happen tonight with Lou Dort guarding him. No, what's going to happen is you get 15 to 20 points. Yeah. That's what's going to happen if you're who we expect you to be. I think Keegan's just he's a little in his head right now and he's got to he's got to figure out. I mean, he's shooting 33.7% from the field. Mm-hmm. 25% from 3 on 8 threes a game. Like there has to be a moment where it looks easier than it is right now for him. And I'll keep pointing out that term that Katie Christensen used that he's drifting and I just think it's really a a really perfect way to describe when you watch him and he goes up for a shot, he's never square. And when he is, he Keegan, goes in. Keegan's doing that too. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's who I think is is drifting. I don't know if there was someone else. Kevin Herter. Kevin Herter was. Kevin Herter was all over the place. Yeah, yeah. You're seeing Keegan. He's not squared with his shoulders to the basket and his hips to the basket when he's going up for the shot. He's going up and then he's trying to square himself while he's going up all the time. And it's like, well, this is not the same player that we saw a year year ago it feels like Keegan is moving way too fast right like we always have the rookie thing where the game isn't slowing down for him 
I think the pressure of trying to be a uh, like take that big step and be the number two scorer or number three scorer on this team, it's in his head a little bit. He's he's pressing, and he's just a little bit off. I think he'll be fine. His mm-hmm. rebound numbers are good. You know, he's averaging 1.3 steals per game. We saw him pick the pocket of, like, Steph Curry a couple of times. Like, he he's growing. Even if you look at the, the numbers against Jeremy Grant, I think Jeremy Grant, uh, like, I mean, just absolutely torched. Harrison Barnes, but uh, I think the two possessions that uh, Keegan Murray was on Jeremy Grant, he was 0 for 2, and I think uh, Kessler Edwards held him to like 2 for 6. Mm. Like, look, I, I think we're going to start seeing Kessler Edwards. I think we're going to start seeing some of these other pieces. Um, I like that Mike Brown went to Alex Lynn, gave him a shot. Mm-hmm. But again, the, the fact that he can't go to Trey Lyles right now, that's a little tough, especially you go up against a team like OKC that once you get past, uh, you know, Chet, like, it would be really nice if you could go small against this team. And you can't do it. And Chet, Chet's crazy. Like, this is a fun player. Like, yeah. this is a really good OKC team. Wow. I don't know if they're, like, a contender today, but next year, the year after, man, this is going to be one of those teams that you're looking at. Like, how do you get around OKC? And then you look, they have, like, a war chest to go get somebody if, so, if like, a star becomes available and they can add it to this whole thing. And it's sitting right there. They've got so many, uh, like, first-round picks, second-round picks, whatever. Like, they can go get and whoever they, trade. they want. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Eucalypt Speed Test Intelligence Data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. (laughs) Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Sorry, this is just fine. Can you trade two first-round picks in the same year? Like, if they have, if they own you two picks, one is seven. theirs, one is whoever's. Can you trade them both? Yeah, you can trade, like, seven. As long as you don't have... A, if you have to have a pick in consecutive seasons. So right. even if it's not your pick. So right now, they, oh, okay. if they have a 2024 first-round pick uh-huh. and then a, a 2025 and 2026, 27, they can, and then they have extras in those years, they can trade as many as they want mm. as long as as of the day the trade goes on, you don't have where you wiped out all of your first-round picks in consecutive So as years. long as you have one. Yeah. You can you can do it. Okay. Well, like it, let's just say they had if they have five first round picks this year mm-hmm. and they have one next year, they could trade all five first round picks right now for something else because they have next year's pick. Mm. All right. Yeah. Well um Kenny wouldn't do it, but someone would. Uh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. You make that pick. Cut cut Jalen Williams. Team, team, full, <laughs> team full of eighteen year olds. Get it done. Yeah, man. Um I was going to say something about 
the, oh, what did you think about, um, you know, Keon and and him starting on Wednesday? And do you think that's something that Mike Brown is going to stick with until Fox comes back? Yeah, I'm going to point back to game six and game seven of the playoffs when Mike Brown went to Terrence Davis and liked what he got out of Terrence Davis in game six and then went back to Terrence Davis in game seven and and said, hey, look, it worked really, really well in game six, right? I think Mike Brown, he rewarded a group of players for playing the right way, and that's Keon Ellis, is Kessler Edwards, and is Alex Lynn. They, they've all been fighting hard in practice, but when we get to that OKC, I mean, the, the Houston game, and you had a bunch of your players just give up, mm-hmm. and then these three guys go out there and fight, 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 fight all the way down the stretch. Mm-hmm. I mean, a game where you lost by 25, Keon Ellis ran a plus 10. Like, that dude just kept playing. He kept mm-hmm. fighting, mm-hmm. and he was hitting his shots, and he's playing defense, all these things. You can't reward a group of players for doing something right, and then they show up in the game that you reward them with, and they help you win that game when you've already lost three in a row, whether it's in overtime or not. And then say, oh, but Davion had a better game, so let's just put him back in there. That's that's not what how the reward system typically works, especially with Mike Brown. So I'm going to guess that until uh, until De'Aaron Fox is back, he's probably going to give Keon Ellis another look. We might get that whole five game thing of Alex Len. Mm-hmm. Kessler Edwards might get yeah. three or four games. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think it, it's pretty bold that you know the front office went out and got you Javale McGee. They went out and got you Sasha Vazenkov, and they went out and got you Chris Duarte. Duarte played 11 minutes. The other two got DMPs. Like, that's pretty bold by, by Mike Brown. And, um, I, I, like, he doesn't care about how much somebody makes. He doesn't care about, you know, it's, it's about who's going to help the team win, who's playing the right way. Mm-hmm. And for right now, like, he and Ellis play the right way. Now, it doesn't mean he can't get pulled, like, three minutes into a game for having a bad go. We saw this happen with Numias Cato, where Numias Cato is going to, be the backup center, and that lasted all of like thirty you know, seconds. Yeah, eighty eighty two seconds or something, whatever it might have been. Um, so it doesn't that doesn't mean that like that's the same thing won't happen to Keon, because if Keon doesn't have it, they're going to go to Colby Jones. Yeah, Colby Jones doesn't have it, they might go well, to Colby Jordan. didn't even play the other night. No, yeah, but it the, was a close game. Sure, the, I th- I think the one thing that that concerns me it it it, it, it you know and it it wasn't something I was noticing during the game. It was something I looked at in hindsight. It concerns me tonight. It'll probably concern me, you know, moving forward. De'Aaron is out. out. Like, I love what Keon did. I love what Kessler did. Anyone who watched the game knows that they contributed to that game. I'm just fearful where you get to these against these teams that can, you know, put up a lot of points. I'm fearful that you can't, you can't have guys playing 20 minutes and having zeros. You, you can't have, you know, you can have one. I don't feel like you can have multiple guys playing 20 plus minutes and they're doing the intangibles, right? At some point, you need someone to do the yeah. the tangible. <laughs> you, you need to rebound, steals, assists, block. You got to get you got to give me something while you're out there. And so that's what I worry about a little bit with with Keon and Kessler. Again, I thought both of them played really, really well on 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 Wednesday. But as we talked about this Oklahoma City Thunder team and the way they like to get up, the way they like to play, Kings like to do the same thing. You might have to contribute in the scoring column a little bit, or or, or in the box score a, a little bit tonight. Yeah, I I would say these two players are totally different. Like Keon Ellis can score. Mm-hmm. Like Keon Ellis has proven, you know, at the at the G League level, at the California Classic, Summer League level, even in the game before that he can score. He can really shoot the ball. He's worked tirelessly on his jump shot. Um and he's also he's a catch and shoot guy, but this is exactly his role is exactly who he was in, at the college level. That's what I've always said about Keon. The, the reason I think his his game will translate really quickly is because you shouldn't be asking him to do additional things that he's not used to. So for right now, um, he might be bringing the ball up, but he's not running the point in a traditional sense, right? Demonis Sabonis is running the point mm-hmm. when he's when he's in the game with him. So I think Keon can go out. He can get you 12 points. He can get you 15 points. He's fast. Mm-hmm. He, he can get out on a break. He's a great steal guy, you know, so I, I would look for him to be a little more assertive as an offensive player, and I wouldn't be surprised if he had nine or ten points tonight. Um, like that. Kessler, it's, that's just not who he is. Like, if you get him three wide-open looks, you hope that he might hit one or two of them. 
maybe four, and he might hit. He might somehow get fifty percent from three, and then he might get like a transition bucket because he he is you know a young athlete. Um, but that's that's all you need from him. What you don't need is where like late in the game he had the the turnover where he stepped out of bounds. Mm. Like man, just shoot the ball. That's not what you're here to. You, nobody is waiting for you to take somebody off the dribble and go score. So. He understands that, and he understands a way for him to get on the court is to play great defense and to play great defense without fouling. He's a player that, again, against Jalen Williams tonight, you might really need Kessler Edwards. Yeah. Like long, athletic, leaper. Like this is a a really tough matchup, but I like Kessler Edwards against Shea. I like him against Josh Giddy. Like he can play multi position. He's a multi positional defender. You know, I think that Keon Ellis can defend the one, the two. I, I was don't gonna think say he... that's probably Keon's draw to start the game, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, well, you're gonna have to guard somebody. Yeah. Like, and, and that's where I think Mike Brown looked at the next couple of games and said, "Hey, regardless of what's happening with Davion in that starting unit, I'm gonna need more size in the backcourt just because of the teams you're playing." And you know, Malcolm Brogdon at six foot five starting uh, alongside Shaden Sharp, like that's a big backcourt. And if you're gonna go out there and and run a six foot tall Davion Mitchell against uh, and Kevin Herter against those guys, you might have some problems again tonight. Josh Giddy's a big guard. Mm-hmm. Shea Gilgis is a huge guard. Mm-hmm. Like so, like these are moments where you can see that there might have been a reason why Mike was making this move, regardless of what was happening with wins and losses and how you were playing. And they still didn't play fast enough. They still put up a pace of like ninety eight. What? That's not fast enough. Mm-hmm. Like, no. let's go. The other thing about uh, Wednesday, though, even with all the starting lineup situations, at the end of the game, there was no doubt who was going to be in the game. I mean, it was never, oh, man, is it going to go back to Keon? No, No. Davion, you're in there. Mm -hmm. Malik, you're in there. And I think the same thing would happen again tonight. You know, that's no knock on Keon or anything else like that. But if the game is close, I think he's going to go with with those guys, the backcourt of Davion and Malik to go with Keegan and things of that nature. And that's why I wondered – him if and we asked the question yesterday and and really come up with an answer um was Davion going back to the bench we all looked at it as a demotion like man they're not playing good let's get somebody else in there that could start this game off the right way and is it possible he looked at Davion's situation and treated it like he does Malik where he's like, you know what, I tried you in the starting lineup, but I just think you're better coming off the bench and more effective that way. And he put Keon in there to get Davion back to his spot of coming off the bench the way he does, the way he's not in favor of starting Malik because he wants him coming off the bench. Is it possible that that might have been the case? Because the only reason I asked that is because at the end of the game, it was Davion without a shadow of a doubt. So it's not like he necessarily was like, I'm going to go with Keon because I just think he's better. You know, it was let me get Davion um, into this game the way he's used to it. I don't think that that's the initial reason, like in all honesty. I, I think that Mike saw the pace numbers like everyone else did, and they're demanding that they speed the game up, and there was no reaction from the players. And that's got to come from the guy who's got the ball in his hands bringing the ball up. Like you needed, like there were too many times, 17 seconds getting across the timeline. Too many times. Too many times where 13 seconds left on the shot clock and you're initiating your offense. That's not Kings basketball. It's not what this team wants to be, who they want to be. Like, look ahead, find somebody, let's go. Get the ball rolling. So while, yes, I think, like, Davion might be more impactful against um, against second-unit players, he's the backup to De'Aaron Fox, or he was a few games ago. He is the backup. And so when Fox is out, you rely on him. So, like, Monk is a six-man. It's as valuable as a starting point guard, as valuable as a starting center or a starting forward. He's a six-man on this team. He's a guy who brings change of pace, energy, everything off the bench. That scoring punch, but also he's the guy who's initiating everything. He's the guy who's driving the whole entire scene off the bench. It's great that you want to keep that guy in his position because it's so unique in what he does. Davion should be a guy that could have that that steps into the starting lineup, and he can't do what De'Aaron Fox was doing. But I was surprised it wasn't a more consistent fourteen points, five assists, 
get the thing moving, everything's fine. That's just not what we saw. It was, you know, the the two Houston games were a hot mess. Mm-hmm. Like I saw what what Davion did against the Warriors is what I was I thought he would do against Houston and maybe even a little bit more because he wouldn't have to chase Steph so much. And then he goes up and it just wasn't good. And and then we see him see him in the next game out. He was really good. Like he hit his shots, which has never been the problem, but he looked like he's part of what's happening. He's part of the flow of the offense. He's doing the right things. And um, you know, it's it's not easy to to change who you are as a player. And I think Davion struggled with that a little bit. And the fact that he's like what you would consider a Mike Brown type player, mm-hmm. a guy who goes out there and plays hard nosed defense, but he can't he can't hold on to a spot like that is a I think it just tells you that like he's not fully on the same page with with how the offense is supposed to be run. I thought he played excellent on Wednesday. I, I thought too. he was phenomenal on Wednesday and from the second he entered the game. Yeah. But he played aggressive and with force. Mm-hmm. That's not what we've seen. We've seen him be aggressive with force on the defensive end. Why do you think he's struggling so much with that? I don't know. Like it, it feels like I mean, I, I I was willing to give last year. Like, all right, whatever, it, it, it happened. He he's very self aware, as we've talked about before. But it's just weird to see that kind of the same trend continuing this season. It kind of feels like a a guy who walks into a party and he doesn't know anyone there, and he feels just like a little off and a little awkward and like standing in the corner. Mm-hmm. That's what it kind of feels like on when he's with the starting unit. Just like something doesn't click, and I'm not sure what it is, but I think he again. Like you go guys, introduce yourself. A lot of people think that <laughs> get a like, drink. Yeah, yeah. Go Come on, man, party. Yeah, but that's what like a lot of people think that I don't like him, and it, that's not it. I've told you guys from the beginning. I I I need him to look on the court like everyone else does. Mm-hmm. It's it's pretty simple. We're all moving the same way. We're all doing the same thing. It's like if you're playing soccer and everyone's making ten yard passes. Except for Harry Maguire, who thinks he's playing kickball and punts the ball eighty yards well, that was, down the that field. That was a callback to someone who pissed James off one day. Like <laughs> I, he didn't make that name up out of nowhere. Oh no, uh, I didn't. No, Harry, no, it, Harry Maguire cost James Ham a section title one a time. Prize pick. No, Harry Maguire plays for Manchester United. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> and he plays he plays kickball, and everyone else out there is making ten yard passes, and they have very strict. You're passing around the back, passing around the back. You're going pushing the ball up. It gets back to him, and it's like wail on the ball, like you're, like you're eight years old, and all the parents are cheering because you kicked the ball far. That's that's not like that's where it is with with Davion. There are times where you're like, man, that's just not like I can see it right away. The every the whole flow, everything is moving one way, and one piece is not moving the same way everyone else is, and I feel for him because again, it's. To me, it's not about Davion as much as it is about Davion with the Kings. If he's mm. somewhere else where he can be the a guy who has a ball in his hands, like again, I'll bring it up. If he were the starting, if he were to get traded to Toronto, he mm. I think he would step in and be a starting level point guard and play within their system just fine, because that's his style of basketball. The New York Knicks, like a lot of teams, he would just fit in seamlessly. That's not this style of basketball, and it's not like he's the first guy. Like, go back to the old Kings. You, you know, they went out one season and got Keon Clark. Oh, square peg, round hole. Like, oh, it stood out the whole time. He's here to block shots. Everything else was a hot mess. You're like, oh my goodness, what is he doing? And that's okay. He just you have to find the right spot for these guys. And so I hope he I hope he figures it out uh, with Sacramento. But if he doesn't, it's not like I think he's not an NBA player. I believe firmly he's a very good NBA player. We know you like Davion. It's Jarrell yeah. you yeah. don't like. Well, that, that's that's a fact. <laughs> that's a fact. But to, to I go, like Javale as well. To to go further with that analogy, to me, can you can you hold that thought? Because yeah. I feel like you might be. Just real quick. Okay, we're gonna have a Kim Piffany. No, no, I don't know. He looked like he was just, about no, to. He looked like he was about to work. It just, no, it just feels like Davion. Um, he goes into the starting lineup. And it's almost like he's like, all right, guys, I, I ain't trying to step on no toes. I know I'm not the starter. Here's Sabonis. Let me give you the ball. Like, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, you get mm-hmm. those He's situations. a dude at the party that doesn't like, know who doesn't know anyone. He doesn't but, know if he can sit on but the I couch. Don't, I don't think it's, I don't think it's yeah. his style. I don't think it's style. I think it's him just saying, like, man, I, 
I'm not trying to ruffle no feathers, man. Like, mm. so I'm not going to come in and take 13 shots. It's like, and Mike Brown and everybody else is like, what are you talking about? Take 13 shots. Go up the court. Like, you got to shoot. Yeah. Yeah, yeah just don't. Bucket. You got up to 23 and a half shots. Don't take more than De'Aaron. <laughs> but you have that. Ma- like, somebody's got to take him because right. no one right. else is. Like, right, right. It just feels like. Again, like I don't ghost, know where the ghost De'Aaron. Is. Yeah, it's I like have no idea. it's like everyone feels like De'Aaron is still on the court, and they have to respect the De. This that's is De'Aaron what it felt show. like in Houston. It feels like yeah, they're they're waiting for the ghost of De'Aaron Fox to show up and start scoring, mm-hmm. like Ghost Dad. Yeah, who remembers that movie? Huh? We can't watch it no more. Oh, it was it was Doctor Huxtable. We'll come back. Uh, we'll talk more Kings basketball. It's the Kings and the Thunder tonight at the Golden One Center for the first ever uh, in-season tournament game that the Sacramento Kings will play in the first ever in-season tournament game uh, at the Golden One Center. We'll talk about all that when Dylan Casey return with the insider, our insider, uh, James Ham here on Sacramento Sports Leader ESPN 1320. I'm Tony Kornheiser. This is my show. My friends come on and you know them. We talk about the sports you care about, basketball now, golf, and the metronome of your life, baseball. Whether it's opening day, the big tournament, or one of the majors, we have the best to preview it and break down just what happened. And let's not forget the important stuff, the amount of daylight where I live, the importance of speedies, and the rankings of beach-style pizza. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Kenny condones cheating. <laughs> no, that was crazy. Kenny condones that was, cheating. That's a little too far. I, I've always said that's a little too far. That man was on the sideline. In, in the a disguise. Hat. Yeah, you kind of wanted to wear going like too far. the glasses the with nose the nose with the mustache. With the mustache. <laughs> oh, yeah. He damn near that, did. That was going too far. I can't condone that one. That was going too hey, far. Like, where's Waldo? I mean, he's on every sideline. You're like, oh, there he is again. Oh. Yeah. That, that Central Michigan one was where they got the picture, and he's got the glasses on. It's the little tiny yeah. light in the corner of the glasses. That was a night game, too. He's got sunglasses. He's got dark sunglasses on <laughs> at that? a night game. Hey, who the hell is that? Oh, that's him. <laughs> that's the guy. <laughs> that's the guy. Wow. Oh, Kenny supporting that's crazy, It's a man. damn shame. Don't don't meet your heroes, kids, because <laughs> they'll break your heart. That's crazy. I told I told him we were having a discussion uh Ice skating? Offline. No, he needs to come out and ice skate for sure, though. That needs to happen. You think I'm ice skating? You should. With, it, with this back? Uh, no. Okay. You can make it. I, I have what one spill, wrong? and I might not get up ever. It'll be one No, oh. it'll be one of those things like rookie of the year. Like you fall on your back, and then you have like a super back. <laughs> Henry Rowan Bar- Gardner. <laughs> you have a super back. At That's that right. Point. <laughs> super back. Sounds like one of them video vixens from, come on, man. <laughs> We're back. <laughs> We're back. Um, damn. Uh, uh, we will be at the ice skating rink um, <laughs> immediately following the show. We're headed to downtown. We'll do the second part of our KSFM show out there. Come see us. We'll head into the arena afterwards. So, Leezy, I'll give Leezy credit here, where he, he asked about the Bulls having a fire sale, and he was like, uh, what about Zach Levine? Ham was like, i take Patrick Williams. I would not take Zach Levine because you talk about not playing defense. Mm. Ugh, Zach Levine. My thought is, I f- so Mike Brown is 100% right. And other people that say the Kings need to play defense, 100% right. Fundamentally, yes, I agree. Yes, 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 I agree. For this particular group and this team, Phil Mike is, like, I'm not saying he's doing this, but if he had, uh, if we had a the, the mic'd up segment in the locker room, Mike might be like, you know what, guys? Our goal is to hold every team that we play under 30 points a quarter. That's what we want to do. That's what's going to get us a victory. And I say with this group, no. He should be telling them our goal is to score 30 points a quarter. That's when we're our best. 40, 35. That, yeah. But, that, but I think that's the – and not to say that Mike is wrong or you or anybody else is wrong. Yes, you got to play. De- I, you guys are right. But Zach Levine, just use an example, he'd be part of that, yeah, let's go over here and let's score 30 points a quarter. And let's see who catches up. That, what do you think about that mindset for this particular team? Okay, so as a system, this team should be scoring 30 points every quarter. Mm-hmm. They're that good. Like, the system is that good. 
Like if you want to add in freelance pieces like Zach Levine and, you know, like, again, the guy can get on a heater. He can score 50 on any night, right? So I don't want to take away from what he can do, but like it becomes a fit issue. Mm. I would much rather have, like realistically, I, I, I would much rather have Kevin Herter at half the price or a third the price mm. who actually does compete on the defensive end. He might not be great than a player who literally doesn't play defense at all and is only there to score. Mm. This team can score 130 points every night if they want without having a Zach Levine. Mm. Like, I if I'm, like, going through that team and saying, hey, how do I – are there pieces on that team that could make my team better? Yeah, I mean, DeMar DeRozan can make your team better, right? But I would choose a guy like Patrick Williams. I would choose a guy like Alex Caruso, I take those guys on my team. Isn't that what they did this offseason, though? They just went out and got some defensive guys. The season before they did. Well, Duarte, they drafted a, oh. a defensive guy like Kobe Jones. They went and got JaVale McGee. They got Sasha. That's an offensive guy. But, like, everything was geared toward let's just get, like, better on defense as opposed to let's add to the firepower that we have. And now we're – Two weeks in, we're complaining about well, what the hell's going on with the offense. That, that that that's fair, but it also could have been like what was available to you. True, like in True. terms of adding firepower, like is this person really going to add firepower to us? Because you guys, I know you were using the example of Zach Levine. Like, doesn't Demar Derozan fit? Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I think feel so. like Demar Derozan mm-hmm. will work really well here. Now I know Zach Levine has a higher ceiling of scoring. I guess that was mm-hmm. a stupid way of putting it, but you know, but you know what I mean. DeMar could be that constant, though. I think they can well, use another shot creator outside of Fox. No, I, I, got, I got you. I agree with you, but you also have to remember that DeMar doesn't shoot the three ball at all. Mm-hmm. So he averages around two, mm-hmm. three point, he 1.6 three-point attempts per game mm-hmm. for his career. Mm-hmm. Like So the Kings' like pace and, and space game, I don't know that he truly would fit. Um, and the fact that he's 34 years old and still makes a lot of money, um, those are things that I would kind of circle and say. Well, I didn't mean for the next 10 years. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I just meant immediately. If you Sign him to a baseball contract. Yeah, yeah that's no, fine. I, well, I mean, he's a $28.6 million expiring <clears throat> contract. That's what he is. That, yeah. Yeah, that's a, it's a lot of money, and you would have to come up with enough players to make that deal work. But, like, again, if you were to trade – like just like if you were to move a piece to go get Alex Caruso mm-hmm. and slide him into the backup uh, point guard. But again, the, the deal with Caruso is he can play the one, he can play the two, he can even defend the three mm-hmm. really good defender, big steel guy, but he also shoots 40% from three or, or close to it. Mm-hmm. So like there are players out there that I think you can go get that would actually help this team. I just don't know. Like you got to choose wisely and, you know, to build a team right. And you can look at Chicago and say, like, look, it doesn't take a genius to know that starting Zach Levine and Kobe White in the backcourt is a problem. You got two guys that, you know, are me, me, me guys on the offensive end and two guys that don't play defense at all. So, like, how are you going to stop anybody? It's just kind of the same thing we saw with with Utah in game one. Mm-hmm. Like, you got Jordan Clarkson, and then who do they start with him? Uh well, it wasn't Colin Sexton, was it? No, they no, came off they the bench with him. It was was it Chris Dunn? No, they didn't start Chris Dunn either. Dunn. No, they went with an offensive minded. Oh, and, Jordan, and, it was Clark, it was Clarkson and and it wasn't even a Akaya Abaji. I think it, it was. It had to year? be either uh, Sexton or or Dunn. I think it was Dunn. You talking about this year? Yeah, the first game it was Taylor Horton Tucker. Oh ah, yeah, yeah. Th yeah. yeah. So you got two guys that are me 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 guys and THT. that are score first guys. Mm. It's like, hey, man, the best scorer on your team is Laurie Markkinen. Why aren't you just getting the ball to him and putting shooters and distributors around him? Markkinen took 15 shots in that one. Jordan Clarkson, 16. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I need I need uh, Laurie Markkinen to be at the 21, 22 shots a game or 20. Like, that's an incredible score. Yeah. Yeah. Just we know. Yeah, I mean... We're not there yet, though, are we? No. Okay. I don't <laughs> think so. No, I mean, but, uh, I, do. I mean, least, least, I mean, least, everyone's looking at Chicago. Like, come on, what are y'all doing? Like, I mean, that, that that that's a conversation that can be had today, tomorrow, a week from now, or in February. It's all going to be timely mm-hmm. with that Chicago team. Yeah. 
Well, then I'd also point out that the Kings had have, have had interest in the past in Vucevic. Like, if you're going to try something like going with two bigs, mm-hmm. that guy checks a lot of boxes. Yeah, I thought Vucevic. It's funny. It's funny you say that because I was having a, a thought because I heard people um, having a conversation last night about Carl Anthony Towns. I was like, man, people just be hating Carl Anthony Towns. I, if they could swing a deal, the Kings could swing a deal to get Cat in Sacramento to match up with Sabonis. I'd take those two seven-footer. Well, Sabonis ain't seven feet, but, yeah. I think NBA has them listed as like seven-two, <laughs> seven-one, something absurd like that. NBA tripping. I definitely would avoid Carl Anthony Towns. You know what I'm saying? See? I just don't, like, throughout his career – like, again, he's been through a bunch of tragedy stuff now, and, like, so you kind of feel for him with some of this. But, like, there are stretches of games where he just would not play. And the the Timberwolves had nowhere to go. Like, you mean figuratively? No, like, he, he made a decision to not play for, and they they checked his knee every sing, up and down. They, they He passed every single test, and he still sat out two months and the year, um, the year after, I think Jimmy Butler left, and they were just like, we don't know what to do anymore. Like I, I knew coaches Maybe he was on, that on strike. Team. No, yeah, that works. There were coaches on that team, and they're just like, he shows up and goes, yeah, I'm just not feeling it, and they're like, and they just kept dealing with it again and again and again. Mm. Um, he's, you know, like if you're going to be making that much money, you need to be flat out a winner. And I'm not sure that Carl Anthony Towns has proven that throughout his career. Now, he's playing better right now. And he's figuring out how to play with Gobert. And they've got, you know, an incredible young talent in Anthony Edwards. But he, to me, is a player that you're really taking a risk on. Because you you look at his numbers at times and you think he's close to AD. And he's not AD. And that guy misses a lot of games, too. And I, like... I would still take him because he's so incredibly talented. This stuff with Carl Anthony Towns has never been like he doesn't jump off the page as a guy who's going to be out there durable, fighting for his team every time. Um, you know, again, another guy who doesn't really play defense, uh, who shows flashes of brilliance, and you're like, okay, I'm in. But there's too much question mark. If you could find a way to keep, if it didn't involve Sabonis, Fox, Keegan, or Monk, I. I'd make that trade in a heartbeat. Heartbeat. I'd get Cat in this starting line and put him at the four or five, whatever you want to call him as a bonus. I'd do that in a heartbeat. Wouldn't think twice. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I think there are a lot of people who would feel that way. Um, I'm a, no, actually, I'm a one-man wolf back, Cam. All right. <laughs> oh, no, nobody want Cat. I'm on, I'm on an island. The chat even saying it. They don't want Cat. Nobody in the league wants Cat. I don't, I don't think that's true. I, I don't Everybody think always that's talking about they, uh, Timberwolves need to trade them. Yeah, but I think there are teams out there that have players that they feel mm. the same way about that. Um, that how I'm saying with Cat, mm-hmm. that you could make a swap of players that just aren't the right fit anymore. You know, like I always had brought up, like him and John Collins in a swap. John Collins would have made a lot more sense next to Rudy Gobert. And, you know, like whether that's working out in Utah or not, but it clearly wasn't working out anymore. And maybe he, like Cat, would make perfect sense. And maybe he would, maybe he wouldn't in um, in Atlanta. But I think there are deals like that where you can see players who just don't really make the same sense they did when they were young with the team. Mm. And you could see two teams having the same feelings about separate players and swapping those types of players. I think Carl Anthony Towns is the number two on Minnesota Works Great. It's just he's the number two. Yeah. I like guess Anthony Edwards' squad. Like, you work everything around Anthony Edwards. That team's five and two. That's, They're I got, playing two, well. I got two L's at the top of the Western Conference. I didn't see Dallas being there, and I didn't see Minnesota being there. Not even early. I was like, Minnesota ain't, they, they ain't going to do it. They, they, they toy with y'all every offseason, and you think you got something here, and you never do. They look, you know, with, with the offseason that Anthony Edwards had, man, they're, they're cooking. Dallas, I've watched one Dallas game. I watched it 27 times because the NBA TV wouldn't stop playing it. And that's, that's the only sample size I have of them. I can't figure out why it's working other than Luka's, you know, playing like an MVP and, and, and Kyrie is playing a, a, a phenomenal wingman to him. Um, 
it's funny you look at the Lakers too, all the way at the bottom of the standings. Mm, yeah, down, you know, and the fact that they can't shoot the three ball is, and, and, and LeBron's already talking. I mean, when LeBron starts talking, oh, the only thing that's left is tweeting. That's why I tell y'all. That's why I told him, hey, Jared uh, Jackson. Don't unpack. What he what he say? That's all he said. You need to learn how to fit in instead. Of <laughs> how about trying to about <laughs> try, oh. try try fitting in instead of fitting out or something like that. Wow. I don't know. Just my opinion. That was the that was the know. that was the old Kevin Love. That was the Kevin Love tweet. I don't know. Where, just my opinion. Where 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 Kevin Love like said you know like ten years later, however many years later it was, wasn't that long ago. Yeah, I thought that was childish. <laughs> Him and LeBron are obviously oh, good, but I don't that, know. Just my opinion. That, that. I'll tell you, like right now, the the Lakers shooting twenty nine point six percent from three as a team. Oof. They're they're averaging one hundred nine points per game, which is low. They're giving up one hundred sixteen point <laughs> three. Stop Oof. trying to find a way to fit out and just fit in. <laughs> Be a part of something special. Just my thoughts. That was the quote. Not just my opinion. Just my thoughts. That's from LeBron? Yeah, that was LeBron to Kevin Love. That That was LeBron to Kevin Love back in, uh, I don't remember what it was. was, I think it was their first year together. So that was, what, 10? Yeah. 12? 10? 2000? No, because then he went to Miami. It was like 14, 15 or something like that. 15. 15. Mm. Okay. That's when the Warriors won. Okay. No, he was with Cleveland when the Warriors won. Yeah. But did, oh, oh, yeah, because he was with Miami. Yeah, came back to Cleveland. You're right. Sorry. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Just my thoughts. <laughs> That's what I'm going to Boy, saying. when LeBron starts tweeting. <laughs> I'm going to start saying now. <laughs> Just my thoughts. That's going to be the new hashtag king. It's going to be code for something. There you go. You think Mike is doing that? Because uh, I, I heard you and Kyle talking about this earlier. You actually just mentioned a few minutes minutes ago that the, the five game. You know, Mike looks at the season in five game increments, and or like, are we looking at a five game stretch of of Alex Lynn over Javale? I'll, I'll expand that thought like a little bit further. Are we looking at a five game stretch of Keon Kessler and 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 Alex with? Potentially Javel on the bench, and and perhaps more intriguing to some Kings fans, uh, Sasha on the bench. I think it's really going to depend on matchups. So I would love to say, yeah, he's going to give a five game stretch, but I mean, mm-hmm. you got the Cavs coming up, mm-hmm. which is like one of the most like crazy long teams that we've seen. You might need Javel McGee in that game, right? Mm. Uh, but I also think you might need Kessler Edwards in that game. Over over Sasha, you might need that defense. Uh, you go up against the Lakers again, a team that has some some really you know tall, long players. Christian Wood coming off the bench, uh, Jackson Hayes, AD, and then you got LeBron. Like it might be situational, but I could also see a run of games here where situational like fits with the players that we're talking about, mm. and the fact that again that you don't have a Trey Lyles that you can go to to mix things up and to, you know, whether it be like to take Kessler Edwards minutes or to take Alex Lenz minutes, that's a big deal. So, and as soon as Fox is back, you know, I would assume that Keon Ellis will go back to the bench. doesn't mean that he hasn't earned himself a longer look somewhere along Mm -hmm. the season, but this also will likely coincide with the G league season starting up. And, you know, the plan has always been for those guys to spend plenty of time on that G league squad because they're, really trying to go out and win something. Mm. Yeah. I, I mean, these guys earned it. You know what I mean? Uh, Keon and and, uh, and uh, Kessler Edwards and especially Alex Lynn, they earned as many opportunities as they're going to get moving forward because mm-hmm. they, they play hard. I talked about it the other day with Alex Lynn. For me, it feels like Alex Lynn never plays bad. He may not be like the greatest player ever or for 15 minutes, not like great – I don't know what the plus minus is or whatever, but it feels like if you watch him, he never plays bad. And I was happy to see him get some get some tick the other day. There's nothing against JaVel. I just like seeing Alex play because he's just super solid. So I, I'd love to see him get more opportunities moving forward as well. Yeah, I, I'm with you because um, Alex doesn't – like he can frustrate you, but he doesn't play outside of who he is. Mm-hmm. 
right? And I, I, he he works tirelessly with like Jay Triano on you know being ready and, and catching passes from all kinds of angles and stuff. And then we see it instantly with Malik Monk, where Monk wants to throw the lob, but made a <laughs> mental adjustment so quickly to Alex Len and said, "I can't go do that with yeah, him." He forgot one time. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Oh, like, that ain't Javel. Yeah, but those those little pa- you know passes to Alex that you know I thought Alex played really well, mm-hmm. and I thought him and uh, and Malik they really played well together. Mm-hmm. And Alex isn't like he's not the roller that Javale is. But first of all, he's a huge man. Secondly, he sets a much better screen than Javale McGee. Like watch him on. When they're running all their DHO and their high their high stuff, they don't run the DHO through him. They they invert the DHO so the guard has the ball again, and he's making the decisions as opposed to Alex. Mm-hmm. Uh, where Sabonis, they give Sabonis the ball and he's directing traffic. Alex is out there setting screens and the guards are moving in his orbit. But like he sets a clean pick all the time, and it's a big screen, and he doesn't get out of the way, and he he hits people, and that's what you're looking for in a guy who's going to play 10 12 minutes a game. Go out there, don't make mistakes. Don't don't do a bunch of crazy uh passes or or throwing the ball off the backboard or or doing things that like if you have a shot take it. If you don't, that's okay, move the ball. Like do the right things at all times. And I feel like Alex is more prone to that. Like just becoming a really solid NBA veteran who goes out there and says, "Okay, I'm not going to screw up for the next four-minute stretch, I'm going to play hard. Someone wants to come in and throw some crazy, like try to put me on a poster, I'm going to hit him or I'm going to get in the way. And if I get posterized, I do. But if not, you know, he's a good defender. He, he can play even on the perimeter a little bit more than some of the other guys have shown. Yeah. Um, and so I, I'm okay with Alex Lynn. Kings win tonight if what? Keegan Murray gets loose. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, and I don't, you know, again, I, I, Lou Dort's tough, but uh, like this is a, like you're waiting for that moment for Keegan to really bust loose. And, you know, I would say the other thing, if Domas can find a way to get Chet Holmgren in foul trouble quickly, because if not, Chet makes your, you know, your paint touch thing, your your draw and kick offense, he makes it really tough because that dude blocks. He's all over the place. He is. He is a. If again, Kyle said it. If it weren't for the fact that Victor Wimanyama's out there, like doing crazy things, looking like Jack the Pumpkin King, um, we would all be talking about Chet Holmgren doing the same thing. Like, Chet, I want to get your references, man. <laughs> I really do. Well, oh, that's the that's the nightmare, nightmare before yeah, Christmas. Yeah. yeah. So I, I want to. I, I like, guess I'll put it on my list of movies to watch. He, like, I've never Chet, seen it, but I Chet don't know is, is really good. Yeah, I like Chet. I'm yeah. excited to watch him tonight. He would have been so perfect. Might even stay the whole game for this one. Mm. Oh, oh, that's true. There we go. I said might. Might. Calm down, everyone. Relax. <laughs> that's awesome. Relax, relax. I like Alex. <laughs> you particularly relax. <laughs> <laughs> I want to see Keon get on the scoreboard. I want to see Kessler get on the scoreboard because I'm with James. I think both of those guys are going to play tonight. Um, just get a win. I really don't care yeah. how you get a win. Just, win. just get a, a win. One and zero. Oh yeah, yeah, in, yeah, in yeah, the yeah, pool yeah, play. Yeah, yeah. We got a championship. Because I'm win. different. I, I want them to win. Yeah. Damn it. I got a championship to win with this one. Kings gonna win in season tournament, baby. Yeah, I'd say go out there and look like the Kings. That's what I yeah, want to see. And that's and that, that's Just go out there and look like who you you should look like. You're at home too, and you're playing a team who I think wants to play like you did last year. You're looking at the way the Pacers are playing right now. You look at Oakley, you look at a lot a lot of teams are are getting up and down the floor in the early part of the season. I do love that though. That's such a common thing that happens in the off season. You hear coaches say, hey, what, what, "What are you guys working on? What we want to run? We want to run." And then coaches. And I think players recognize, I don't know, 10 games. Oh, we're not built. We're not built to run like that. This Kings team is. Some of these, I I think the Pacers are really good. I think they're going to fall back. Oklahoma City Thunder, I think they could keep up. They got them young legs. But a lot of these teams that we're seeing score a lot of points, I think they're going to fall back. The Kings need to establish themselves, reestablish themselves as a offensive juggernaut in, in the NBA. 
We're headed out, including James. He's coming with us. We're headed yeah. out to the ice skating rink. <laughs> James is coming with us right across the street from the Golden One Center. If you're going to the game, uh, park the car, come over and say hi. Yeah. We're going to hang out. we got tickets to the Sacramento Comedy Festival that we're going to be giving away, and we're going to be doing the second part of our KSFM show uh, live from uh, the ice skating rinks. So come through. And then, of course, if you're going to the game, we'll see you there. We're going to make our way in. Uh, and watch the in-season tournament game with the Kings and the Thunder. Thank you so much for being with us today. Thank you so much for being with us this week. Shout out to the 209ers. Yeah, Drew and and David, they got together and and, and had their lunch, man. We appreciate their support for always rocking with us and then coming back uh, and jumping in the chat. Uh, We appreciate you for being with us wherever you are. Have a great weekend. We will see you here Monday, beginning at 10 a.m. with the Insiders on Sacramento Sports Leader, ESPN 1320. Vamos, Kings, light the beam. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details.